Hello everyone and welcome to Camping with Lenny. Today we're going to talk about how to choose the right campsite. Location, location, location. That is the key to find the perfect, somewhat perfect campsite for your next trip. There's a lot of rules, a lot of like food for thoughts, rule of thumbs to find a proper campsite. But if you're the first timer, it's it's kind of hard to find one that uh, that well frankly you're not going to have the experience to find a proper campsite. So in this episode we're going to be talking about my rule of thumbs uh, that to find a proper campsite for your first camping trip. So let's start with something simple. If you are in Ontario and you are going to provincial park or any state park, some parks will have a map. The map will tell you what locations are the sites are, where is it close to the, the amenities like bathrooms, comfort stations, the washrooms, laundry, you name it. Everything is going to be there. So you have to do your proper homework to find out what locations or how far you want to walk to those kind of amenities. Some sites as well too will have photos of the site that will help you to determine do you want a tree, a canopy, canopy of trees covering your site, or do you want an open air site? So that will t that will help you determine which one you want, right? The other one that I do want to not let you know as well too is uh, talk to your friends who've been camping before. Talk to people who's been to those parks before. Maybe they'll give you an insight that hey, go to this, go to site number five because it's close. It's close enough to the bathrooms that is easy walk, but it's far enough that you won't hear anybody. Or you go to camp. Uh, you go to site number ten. It's private, but there's an open air. There's a lot of suns coming in, but not enough shades. Those kind of things. So you can utilize your friends and family to tell you where to go as well. That's a very good insight, especially if that park that you're think thinking about going you know someone already been there so let's go through the exercise of looking for a park for the first uh, a site for your first time by yourself using photos from the site itself so first thing that you go first thing i that i look for on a site is the level or the gradients of the of the site itself in the photo itself it can give you like, an idea if the if the site itself is in a hill for example a little tiny bump in the hill or in the valley or it sort of could divot down a bit right that will tell that will determine if if it rains the water will collect a bit right like um like a puddle or it, or if the site itself is so it's, it's up in the hill but there's no shade it's going to be super sunny at during the day and it's going to be really hot Right, so you have to keep an eye on that on that one. Personally, I look for level as much as possible, right? So to determine the levelness is where the roadway, where the road meets your site. If the site is like gradient going down a bit from the road, right, that will tell you that the the site itself is going downwards. But it, there's a good chance the water will pull, right? If the if the road and and the site is slightly elevated, like you have to there's a rump ramp going up this means the site is actually elevated upwards so personally for me i try to find a happy medium in between straight as possible from the road right if it's going to be slightly up or below i look at the where the fire pit is located or potentially where the fire pit is that will tell you if the fire pit is actually very low compared to the other ground, this means the water can pull there. If it's higher up, that's perfect. This means the water will be coming away from the fire, 
right? But you got when you get to site, you just have to find where the, where the low point is. For me, I look from halfway, like in between, right? But I typically go towards the higher side. The reason why I go for the higher side is this: everything pulls away from the from the campsite, not inwards, but away, going outwards, especially this rain. Right. The other one as well, as well, I do want to check out is drainage. Right. It is very key, especially if it's a rainy season or if it's raining, you want to know how it drains. So that's why it's very, very important for you to see if the if if the gradient of, of your site goes inwards or outwards. If it goes inwards, there's a good chance it will pull. Right. And it's going to be very hard to dry, especially during the uh, uh, spring or fall or late or early spring when you go camping at that time or late fall, early, yeah, late fall, early, early fall. It's it, the water will pull in. And it's going to be hard for you to to have that dried up. So I usually go for the highest one as much as possible and start keeping start looking at the potential drainage of water, especially if it's rains. Right. Um the other one as well that I want to check that I do check out in the photos if it's if it's there is how the trees covers the site. The reason why I look at that is because if it's if the the canopy the tree canopy is covers it's almost like a a dome like into your tent into your campsite. It's great for shading, right? But it has a tendency to collect wind the, the wind it becomes kind of almost like a wind tunnel filter so it gets really cold in that area you can have a massive temperature change between an open area versus a covered area right uh the reason why i also want to look at that as well too is how open is it i like to find something in between covered in the side but open in the middle the reason why i want to see i want to see that is because of the potential of rain because remember you are outdoors and you don't know when it's going to rain. If it does rain, you want the whole site to be dry, right? And also, I do want to see sun as well, too. Just again, it, the drier it is, it's going to be less mosquitoes, less buggies, right? If it's going to be uh, very damp and wet, there's going, to be, there's going to be a lot of mosquitoes, a lot of bugs, a lot of things that you just don't want to deal with, especially if you're planning to camp more than two nights, Right, so that's why I made sure that I, I, I look for sites that that's covered in the sides. Again, gives a little bit of shading just in case it gets really hot, but open in the middle just to help keep everything dry and uh, and and sunny at the same time too. If you are planning to camp with like uh, solar panels or anything like that, like a jackery, like what I have, I do require sun to charge my batteries. That would be nice. But this will also work as well too if you have um, a rechargeable battery pack that uh, that needs uh, sunlight to charge. Right, that will be perfect for you as well too because that will uh, that will um, will. You know, it will help you charge your uh, your device, your, your battery bank, so you can charge your device. So just keep that in mind as well too. The other one I do want to check as well too is the uh, is the locations of the facilities, like washrooms, bathrooms, um, laundry. If you're planning to be there more than more than a week, those kind of things. Um, I personally look for where the bathrooms are, especially in the Ontario Provincial Parks. Um, I try to be roughly about a minute a walk away as much as possible. That will give me a good radius of like where to go, where to where to stay at. You don't want to be too close to the bathroom because some areas, some parks or 
sorry, not ba- oh, yeah, sorry, washrooms, not bathrooms, washrooms. Some parks have comfort station that's considered outhouses. So you don't want to be too close to those because you, if, if it's a very sunny and hot day, you can smell it, right? But you want to be far and you have to be close enough that if there's an emergency, you can get there pretty easily. So I look for about a minute radius away from those, ba- uh, from those comfort stations, bathrooms, just in case there's an emergency. Plus that gives me far enough that it's away from the, uh, from the, smells that comes out from it also it will minimize the traffic in your area as well too because the closer you go this means people will be driving to those sites and uh, using the facilities this means it's going to be traffic jams going to be a lot of people a lot of people talking it just gets very very crowded really really fast so that's why i made sure that i'm about a minute away um radius that's my comfort for me being close but not too close right um the other one i'd also look at for campsite is the traffic pedestrian traffic mostly i've been to campsite that's like close to the bathroom again the minute radius but uh there's pathways getting to the bathroom that's that's um away from my campsite so i don't i didn't see anybody at all Right, because they're bypassing my area because there's like a there's pedestrian pathways at the other side of the, the line of trees, for example. Right, I've been to campsite that it's the the go to directions to get into the bathrooms or to get into the beach or to the playgrounds, for example. I got so much traffic going back and forth. Right, so you just have to look at how traffic works. Like if the site is in a, a cul-de-sac, it's going to be a lot quieter compared to an intersection between two sections of the par- of the campsite. Right, so you just have to look at that. You have to look at the uh, the location and how traffic it is and all that uh, potential. Um, traf- foot traffic and car traffic, right? So just, you just have to look at that as well, too. The other one I do want to talk to you guys about is uh, when, you fin- when you're about to set up. All right, it's the, it's the biggest thing is the, for me is the door orientation. Typically, people don't think about the door orientation because, again, no one thinks about it. But it's very, very important. The reason why it's very important is your privacy, you don't want the t- doors to be uh, facing the traffic area. For example, when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you see is a car. Pedestrians are walking back and forth between campsites. You don't want to see that because it's just very awkward, right? Because you open it, there's a good chance that your partner is still sleeping or someone's changing. It's just too much, right? I personally put my door facing 90 degree away if if 90 degree from the entrance of the campsite for example or slightly away close to uh towards the fire for example the reason why i do that is twofold one it gives me the privacy that that i need and easy access to get out of the site if i need to right second is uh i have a chance to see the fire just in case that the fire flares up in the middle of the night I can just open the door and just go out and take and to take care of the fire, for example. Um, I don't want to. Um, I just don't want to be going around the tent, right? Especially if it's an emergency. I'd rather be open it, go right away, uh, away from the from the campsite, or deal with any emergencies with the, with inside the uh, the campsite itself. So there's a lot of things that you have to uh, look at that as well too, because I'm camping on a well manicured park uh government or private 
I don't have to worry about trees above my tent, above my tent, but I that, but I do look at that as well too. So just keep keep it in mind. Once in a while, do look up. If you see something that's like potential hazard, don't set up your tent underneath it. Move move it somewhere else. So just keep that in mind. So um, you can also use your car as well too. By the way, if you want to provide extra extra privacy you can park your car in a way that it gives you a little bit more it gives you that barrier of privacy okay uh now the next one that i do want to talk to you about too is how far are you from port uh, from potable water clean water supply the same thing as the washroom scenario i tried to find something that's about a 30 seconds to a minute walk away from a, a water faucet or a water station reason why I do that is like you don't have to walk too far with your uh, with your um, bucket uh, bucket for water or for your jug of water it's easy just to walk there grab it walk back right um, typically the water faucet is usually where people um, migrate to especially during before and after meals that's where everyone hit everyone goes to and uh, and on top of that too depending on the type of uh, water um, collection area like the, the how the, the water has been drained uh, how water gets drained to the ground or anything like that that can be a very uh, mosquito infected area so that's why you just have to be careful uh, how far you get there because it will migrate to your site if it gets really really wet so just keep that in mind as well too but i typically i'm about a minute uh, 30 seconds to a minute away from the faucet so i tried to look at the perfect triangle the the comfort the the bat bat the bath the washroom the faucet and my side is i tried to be somewhat in the middle as much as possible or close to it so at least it's easier for me to go either or so it makes my life a lot easier i don't have to walk too far i don't have to walk um I don't have to worry about uh, traffic as well, too. It's a good medium to find where, where, where that's going to be. This, the, the next one I do want to talk to you guys about is like the site, the size of the site. Do you want a big one or do you want a small one? Those are the things that you have to look for. I personally like the small ones. Okay, I'm going to start with the small ones. The reason why I look for the small one is I like to be part of nature, Yes, I know I'm co- I'm going car camping. I know I'm going to provincial park. I am going to a, uh, a private park, something like that. But being part of nature is not really a nature thing, but at least it gives you the illusion of you're close to it, being part of it. And also the smaller ones give you the um, give you added of privacy, right? But you do have to consider a few things. One is. Um, it, this is gonna is is it gonna fit the uh is the site gonna fit the people that you're planning to bring with your camp? If you're by yourself, it's perfect, right? You just have to make sure your it fits your tent and your car and other things. If you uh, you're in a couple or with friends and fam or friends or family, having a small site can be a problematic because it can be very tight. So just be aware of that. Uh, the other one as well, as well too is the um, is the the booking portion of it can get the site itself can be booked for you very fast because again it is small site it's uh, it's more secluded it's usually um it's usually stuck in the corner right and uh usually those sites get booked really fast right but the good news is that site itself can be very quiet it can be very very quiet because you have this 
this site that's like covered with trees because you're tucked in the corner and no one's around you right so it's very very quiet so it's a very good thing too so again you just have to look at the your preference if you want full canopy or non-canopy trees and all that stuff but it can be very very quiet as well too and on top of that too no one bothers you because sometimes it's so small that people think it's nothing there <laughs> so it's 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 a good thing to have because uh uh back in may my first camping site of the season um my first camping trip of the season i found a site in uh, one of the provincial park it was it was small it was secluded that no one knew it was there i was very very happy so that's gonna be my f- my favorite spot from now on so i put that in the uh i'm going back to that site list so, <laughs> but uh yeah it's a great little site um yeah so let's talk about the big the, the benefits of having a big camp site having a good campsite is great reason why is this if you have multiple people going with you like several families or or friends uh wants to share one big site this is perfect you guys can be in one spot. Everyone can be together. You don't have to worry about getting another site to bring them in. It's just perfect. I, I've been to big campsites with friends and family, and it works out really, really well, right? You, you, you'll have, you have room for your kids to run around. You have toys, your, your, your recreational toys, like a kayak or whatever. It can be fit there, too, so it works perfectly. Uh, typically, big campsites like that gets been booked for for um that gets used mostly for our rvs or trailers right because again it's mixed use depending on the site you go to usually those are designed for for those kind of things uh second of all as well too is um uh typically they're an open field usually it's been considered part of an open field so your your privacy will go down significantly right because every, everything is open everyone can see everything so just be aware of that so also it can get crowded because if that site becomes your main site that everyone will be going to, it can get crowded. So if you're good with that, you're all good, right? And also, it's usually those things are pretty close to the amenities. So if you're the bathrooms, the water, fa- the water, the uh, the potable water faucet, it's pretty close to those. So and so, it's great for big families. You don't have to walk too far. So I've used again, I've used the big one and the small ones, small sites. I usually try to find something in between. If my wifey and myself go, or uh, two, or another couple will go, there's four of us. I usually find that kind of site. If it's um, a bigger, bigger event, like friends and family, like a lots of us, then I have, a, I have a tendency towards to go to a bigger ones, because again. It's easy to fit a lot of people there. What I've done, what I've done before, is get a big one and a medium small one, um, just to spread out the the uh, locations of the tent to give a little bit more privacy. So those are the things that uh, the the big ones versus small ones um, campsites. Uh, one thing that I do want to uh, to touch upon is the stuff to avoid. Uh, like I mentioned before, look for sites that is not heavily um, trafficked because that will ruin your experience because you'll hear cars you'll hear people you'll just hear a lot of things that you try to get away from right so look at the location of your campsite make sure you avoid 
big heavily traffic area that includes pedestrian as well too plus that will help um if you avoid those it will help your privacy as well too and and, and your and the quietness of your site the other one as well too that i mentioned before is the keep an eye on the drainage situation of your area i know it's kind of hard to determine that from a picture but use uh use the like i mentioned before use the road as a starting point if your site is below the road like like um it it goes down from the road this means there's a good chance it'll be draining away into into the middle of the park if it's up high then the water will be draining away from the uh, from the from the site itself so it will give you a better indication that uh the the site can be very very um uh dry especially during the rainy season uh during the rainy times and will dry up faster and look at the look at the uh the the canopy as well too some photos of the uh, of your site should have um a wide enough um f- angle that you can see what's above it right and uh if they do if the site itself is doing a good job no notifying the the user if it's considered uh partial covered or fully covered it should tell you there too so just Keep on keep on that as well too. Um, the other one as well too is the last thing I want to do. Want to mention to avoid and to double check when you book your site is sharp object. I know it's kind of hard to find your sharp object on your uh, on the photos, but look how the trees are. I know that sounds kind of weird, but look how the trees are are situated around the, uh, the site itself. If you see if you see if you see trees that's like really big, right? There's a good chance that those roots can be very, very uh, below the grade, um, like really underground. But some of them do pop up, so, uh, pop up off the ground as well too. So keep an eye on that as well too. Also look at the uh, look at the ground as well too regarding um, how clean or maintained is the ground, right? That will give you um, uh, an idea if if the ground itself is. Uh, um, has a lot of sharp objects like pine cones, uh, branches, uh, uh, anything like that that can potentially harm your tent. Definitely look at that as well too. Plus, it will help as well too, depending on if you're planning to go at the beginning of the camp season or later in the camp season. Because some trees, especially in Ontario, we do have pine cones. They do fall during the spring and fall because of the um, because of the wind and all that stuff. And uh, and broken branches can be in the ground as well too. So just keep that keep an eye on that as well too, as well when you're looking for a new site. So hopefully this helps and. Um, let me know what you guys think. If there's anything that I was missing, please let me know at uh, campingwithlenny.com. There you can find. Um, there you can just join the conversation there. If you, uh, you can regarding if you have any more tips and tricks. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. If you like what you're hearing, consider supporting this podcast by buying me a cup of coffee. Link in the description. You can also visit campingwithlenny.com. There you can find other episodes and links that can help you on your next camping adventures. Thanks again.